0: Mark chapter 11, praise God. Um, I get excited about the Word. Uh, a man that I've learned so much from, Brother Kenneth E. Hagen. he's with the Lord now, but one of the things that he used to say that if you want the Word to work in your life, you've got to get excited about it. And and um, back when I first started hearing him say that, you know, I was like, okay, well, I'm pretty excited about it, but man, uh, I, am, I am just over the top excited about it tonight and especially um, just what I believe the Lord has has. It's a simple message. Don't, don't let the simplicity throw you because I think Father's wanting to speak uh, as only He can by the Word of God and the Holy Spirit some very profound and important things into your life. Amen. So Mark chapter 11. In the book I call this the greatest lesson on faith ever taught. Amen. The Bible has a lot to teach us about faith. There's a lot of wonderful lessons on faith. But in my humble opinion, the lesson Jesus taught on the subject of faith in Mark the 11th chapter is the most important or the greatest lesson on faith ever taught. And I believe that for a lot of reasons. Number one, because Jesus is teaching it. But the reason I believe it's the most important and the greatest one is because it wasn't just something Jesus said, it was both what He said and did. This was an object lesson on faith. Who remembers object lessons in school? Those are some of my favorite ones, man. You know, I mean, it's, it's one thing to hear somebody talk about it, but man, they show you something, you know, the, the experiment, the, the lab, you know, get, get hands on it, right? Well, as far as Jesus was concerned, you know, it was hands-on learning and the world was his laboratory. And, and he uh, taught this greatest lesson on faith, amen, on, on this particular day. Um, really, it, it, it fell within a 24-hour period, but... It began one evening and, and the lesson ended one morning. And so, praise God. Um, maybe this sermon will start tonight and end in the morning. No, I'm kidding. But, um, but anyway, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it, I'm fixed to read it to you. But let me just, before we get into this, I want to remind you of a few things we've been talking about here of late. And the Holy Spirit's really been breathing on this one key point, And that is, faith is not passive Faith is not passive. Every person in this room has been given a measure of faith. Mountain-moving faith resides within you right now. Enough faith, listen to me now, enough faith is in you right now to fix every problem in your life right now as well as any problems that you may face in the future. Okay, you got it on board right now. You say, "Well, Pastor Mark, I, I don't know about that. I don't feel that. It's nothing to do with your feelings. I'm talking about what the word says. You've been given faith, and it's the God kind of faith, and it's more than enough. The problem we have is not, the problem we have is we don't know how to use the faith we've been given, and because of that, we think we need more when what we really need to do is we need to know how to use what we've been given. So faith is not passive. Faith is active. Faith, faith goes after things. Amen, faith is something that, that it must be released and set in motion. And we see that Jesus compared faith to a seed. And, and as long as a seed sits on a shelf, it's not ever gonna release the potential that it has within it to, to accomplish and to produce. Am I right about this? All right. But he also taught us about faith as a servant. A servant who would go out and work for you and produce Results for you and then bring them back to you and serve them to you So again notice as long as a servant is in passive mode as long as a seed is in passive mode as opposed to active mode They're not producing the results that they could produce And so Jesus wanted us to understand faith in that way that faith is is like a tool It's an instrument. It's a seed. It's a servant. It's it's a it's it's something that you use to produce results in your life. You were created by God to solve problems by faith. Amen. See, when we don't know how to solve problems by faith, it puts us in a very dependent position on this world system. And Satan is the ruler, the prince of this world. So we're going to break free from that. Amen. And we're going to learn how to use the faith we've been given to solve the problems and receive the things that father has for us. Now, one last thing, and then we're going to get to this greatest lesson on faith ever taught. Hebrews eleven six 6 says that without faith it's impossible to please God. He that comes to God must believe that God is and He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Just believing that God exists is a passive form of faith. I'm not saying it's not important, but notice God said believe that He exists and that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. So we seek Him by faith, amen? Now let's go back to that first phrase though. Without faith it's impossible to please Him. I want to ask you a real important question tonight. What pleases God? Well, the the simple answer is, well, faith pleases Him, Pastor Mark. You just gave us the answer. Yeah, but it's more than that. For instance, the Bible says, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more does our Father in heaven know how to give good gifts, good things to us? How about this? It's Father's good pleasure to give to you His kingdom. So what ultimately pleases God is for Him to be able to bless you, for Him to be able to give to you, But everything that He has already given to you, you appropriate it or receive it into your life and enjoy and experience it by faith. So one of the key reasons it's impossible to please God without faith is it's impossible to please Him without Him being able to give to you what He desires for you to have. And the only way you can receive what He desires for you to have is by faith. Amen. Now I asked you last week, and I'm going to ask you again this week, and I'll probably ask you again next week, all right? What... Have you sent your faith out into the field of your life to work on? What what problem? What issue? Are you? You say I don't know. Really know how to do that. We're going to talk more about the specifics, particulars tonight. But again, I at least want you to begin to think of. Maybe it's some kind of financial issue. Maybe it's some physical issue. Uh, maybe it's some legal issue. Something in your life, man, that's bigger than you and you can't figure it out. And, and, but, but faith, right? Faith can move mountains if we know how to use the faith we've been given. So, again, let's get back to now the greatest lesson on faith ever taught. Mark chapter 11, and we'll begin at verse number 12. Now, the next day, when he had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar off a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, Jesus found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Now, I've heard, again, very, you know, complicated, prophetic, all kinds of things about a tree and Jesus going to the tree. I'm not saying because the Word of God contains multi layered, manifold wisdom. I'm not saying that none of that, that stuff's not right or true or accurate, but let's not miss the obvious. Jesus was trying to draw his disciples' attention to this tree. This tree was going to be used as an object lesson for the greatest lesson on faith ever taught. And so Jesus is over there trying to find figs on a fig tree that had no figs because it was not the season for figs. And Jesus is not dense. Jesus is not dumb. Jesus is not like staggering around in a stupor, like, where would this go? This disciple's going, oh, Jesus, there's not time for figs. Oh, okay, well, let's go. No, he knew, amen. But by him looking, the disciple's like, what? I don't know, you know, here he goes again, right? So, So he then says to the tree, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. That's what's important. They heard it. He had their attention. They go into the city they clean house in the temple now let's jump down to verse 20 mark 11 and 20 now in the evening now in the morning rather as they passed by they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots and Peter remembering said to him rabbi look the fig tree you cursed has withered away and Jesus answered and said to them have faith in God Have faith in God. So you say, well, that's kind of an odd thing for Jesus to say. No, Jesus, as we said last week, he's striking while the iron is hot. He's got their attention. They're standing there in that moment of amazement like, what in the world have we just witnessed? What force, what power, what ability is this that caused a fig tree healthy full of leaves to wither up and dry from the root overnight? That was what was going on inside of them, right? And Jesus says, have faith in God. What's the answer? Faith in God is what caused this tree to wither up overnight. Faith in God is what has produced the result that you're seeing right now in front of you. Have faith in God. He didn't say, yeah, guys, I just wanted to impress you with what I could do. You know, don't, don't try this at home, you know. No, no, no he's, notice he's inviting them into this. He's saying, have faith in God. For assuredly, may not seem right, but this is the absolute truth. I say to you, whoever says not just to a tree, but to a mountain, to an obstacle in your path, no matter how large it may be, be removed. When is the last time you've told a devil to get out of your way? When is the last time you've told an obstacle to get on out of your way? Amen. He said, whoever will say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. He will have whatever he says. Faith in God is not just limited to fig trees. Are you seeing this? And it's not just that the fig tree is the limit. No, it's like, well, you know, if you ever got a fig tree, you need cursing. I guess you could use faith, you know. But, you know, you you see what I'm saying? He's saying it's not just for fig trees. It's for anything, no matter how big. Faith can handle it. Your faith can move it. Verse, where are we? Verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, in light of... Anytime you see a therefore in Scripture, you need to pause and see what it's there for, okay? In light of what you've just seen, in light of what you've just experienced, in light of what you've just heard, in light of the the object lesson that was just demonstrated in front of you, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, verse 24, again, as the master teacher that Jesus is, He took this object lesson and all the different parts of it and, and, and and intricacies of it, and He summarized it in one verse. Whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now remember, Jesus released His faith when He spoke to the tree. That was when Jesus believed that He received what He said. But the fig tree did not wither up and die instantly. It didn't happen immediately. But that was when Jesus believed it. That was when Jesus released his faith where that tree was concerned, and he then went on, took care of business, and came back. And that was when he, right, actually received into reality, into his possession, what he already believed that he received the day before. Now, this is the part, listen to me, this is such an important part, but it is, it is the, um, ah, thank you, Jesus. If we, can, if we can connect with, and the Holy Spirit's going to help us, right? But this is the, the sticking point for a lot of people when it comes to faith. They don't understand this part right here, and this is where their faith goes off the rails, so to speak. We want to wait till we have whatever we ask to believe. That's not how this works. You believe you have it before you have it in your possession. You believe you receive, and if you believe you receive it, you will have it. If you believe you received, you will receive what you believed. Holy Spirit gave me that one right there. Amen. So, In the pattern of my big brother Jesus, my Lord and Savior Jesus, I was trying to find something in our world that we could compare this particular point to. And it came out of me a few months ago, and I don't know, I was thankful for that analogy, but I don't know, I just, I I thought I was needing something more. And asking the Lord to show me more and just trying to wrap my heart and mind around it. And finally he says, I've already given that to you, son. You know, go back. Do you not remember? And so, and so the whole thing was, and some of you have heard this now a couple of times, was he drew my attention to the weed killer called Roundup. And if you understand how Roundup works, let's say you've got poison ivy in your backyard and you want, you want it eradicated. You want it out of here. You spray the Roundup on it. Does it die when the Roundup hits it? Well, yes, but it doesn't look like it died. What happens when you release that poison, and again, I'm not here to tell you about, it's not important you learn about Roundups, here. you learn about faith, right? But when you release it, you set something in motion that you don't actually receive the result of it until later, but you received it the minute you you acted upon that tool, that instrument called Roundup. Are you with me so far? So here is, and just praise God, was able to spend a few hours with this today, and the Lord, he showed me again that there's a lot more to this than I initially understood, as there always is. So let's just make some comparisons. And I hope as we make the comparisons that you'll begin to see faith in a way maybe you haven't seen it before. So the first thing I want to draw your attention to is that Roundup is a substance I did not produce or create but received from someone else. I didn't didn't produce it. I didn't create it. Uh, In this case, I got it from Lowe's. That's what I'm saying. But Lowe's got it from... um, Oh, Daddy, what's the name of the company? Monsanto, right? You know, some brilliant chemical engineers at Monsanto um, you know, developed this. But the point I'm trying to make is Roundup is a substance I didn't produce or create but received from someone else. Guess what? Faith is a substance I did not produce or create but received from someone else. Are you seeing this? Faith is a substance that I receive from God. It's a substance that He gave me. And it resides within me. Romans 12, 3. It's a substance that He gave you. It resides within you. Alright, next thing. Roundup is a tool for me to use for my benefit. It's a tool. That's all it is. But I use it for... a a specific purpose for a specific benefit well guess what faith is a tool for me to use for my benefit Are, are you seeing this I didn't create it I didn't produce it someone capital S that someone is our Heavenly Father he gave it to me he gave it to me as a tool for me to use for my benefit roundup is a substance I strategically use to solve specific problems in my life I strategically use it Amen. Are you following what I'm saying here? I don't bathe with it. There's a strategic purpose. There's a strategic use. Guess what? Faith is a substance I strategically use to solve specifics. I should say specific, right? Pardon the typo there. Specific problems in my life. Are you picking up what I'm putting down tonight? All right. Roundup will do for me something I desire, but do not have the ability to do myself. It will do for me something I desire, but do not have the ability to do myself. Remember, Jesus said, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, right? So now notice, again, that if I could care less about the poison ivy in my backyard, there's no motivation for me. To use a tool that is available for someone else, from someone else, to fix this problem. But round up, will do something for me I desire, but do not have the ability to do for myself. Faith in the same way. will do for me something I desire, but do not have the ability to do myself. Are you seeing faith in this whole non-passive light a little better? Amen. All right, let's keep moving here. Roundup will not produce the results I desire unless I take the initiative to release it. It will not produce the results I desire unless I take the initiative to release it. Faith will not produce the results I desire unless I take the initiative to release it. Roundup sitting on a shelf in my basement will not kill the weeds in my backyard any more than faith sitting passively on a shelf in my heart will solve any problem in my life right I got to take that stuff and I got to do something with it if it's going to kill them weeds and that substance of faith that's in my heart that substance of faith is in your heart we got to take it and do something with it if it's going to solve any problem that we have in our lives you know I got more right roundup must be applied according to the manufacturer's instructions in order to receive the results it is capable of producing You don't just go spraying that stuff, mixing that stuff any old way you want to spray it. Mix it. In the same way, faith must be applied according to the manufacturer's... Notice what I did with a capital M there. Manufacturer's instructions in order to receive the results it is capable of producing. Yes, Holy Spirit, the I should be capitalized as well because manufacturer's instructions, in this case, is referring to the Holy Word of God. Amen. All right, we'll correct that later. Faith must be applied according to the manufacturer's instructions. Again, if we... Oh sweet Jesus See this is where right here This, Come on now we're going the Holy Spirit's helping us right You got your faith up with me on this This is where so many people Mess up This is where so many people Get confused This is where so many people fail In their faith Again think of all the people Who have not properly mixed Or applied Roundup And then complain that it's useless And will not work You ever, you ever, I'm a review reader. Just pray for me, I like commercials too, right? right? I'm a review reader. <laughs> Have you ever read a review that somebody left for a product and it's clear as bell that these people are clueless about the product. They just left the one star. I'd leave a negative if there was an opportunity for me to leave a negative star. And they just go on and on and on and on and on, right? And I'm like, dude, you're supposed to crank the chainsaw. You know what I'm saying? You don't just like, you know, it's like, what up? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, uh, what's that noise? You know, you hear that joke and the guy carries it back to the shop, right? It's in other words, they're clueless about it and they just cannot complain and gripe enough about this sorry product rip off stole my money, and they're just embarrassing themselves because it's clear that they have no idea how to use this product that they're just tearing to shreds in this review. This is how people are about faith. This is how a lot of people are about faith people like me and you, right? All that faith stuff, I tried that faith stuff. It didn't work for me. No, that faith stuff tried you, and you didn't work for it. Right? You see what I'm saying? Well, you are know, just griping and complaining, right? That old sorry roundup. That stuff ain't worth the money you pay for it. It won't kill nothing, right? Well, it's because you were so cheap you tried to put a thimbleful of it in a gallon of water and expect it to work. <laughs> yeah, I see you. I knows you. Right? So the point I'm trying to make. Are you seeing this? Right? We didn't, we didn't follow the instructions. And are now saying that something didn't work. If faith didn't work in our lives, it's because we're not following the manufacturer's instructions. We don't understand them. We, we, don't, we don't know how we're supposed to do it. We don't know how we're supposed to mix it. We don't know how we're supposed to release it. We don't know what we're supposed to do after we release it. But again, faith, right? <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. It'll produce, it'll produce the results. Amen must be applied according to the manufacturer's instructions in order to receive the results it's capable of producing. Now, when I release Roundup according to the manufacturer's instructions, I set in motion a process that will produce the results I desire. When I release Faith according to the manufacturer's instructions, I set in motion a process that will produce the results I desire. Now this one right here, it just, I about got up and ran around the church twice on this one when the Lord showed me this. Are you ready? Once I release Roundup, the only way to keep it from producing the results I desire is to interrupt its effectiveness before it produces the desired results. This is the only one that's not the same as faith. Wrong! Right? Once I release the faith... The only way to keep it from producing the results I desire is to interrupt its effectiveness before it produces the desired results. It's the only way. I mean, it is, pardon the expression, capital M, it's money, dude. It's money in the bank. It'll work every time. The only way to stop it from producing the results is to interrupt its effectiveness before it produces those results. I take no, if you think this is good, I take no credit for it. If you think it's stupid, I take all the credit for it. But I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit gave me this. All right, you ready for this one? <laughs> ah, you cannot unspray Roundup, but you can unsay faith. Come on now. You can't suck that Roundup back up in that nozzle, right? But you can sure unsay after you release faith with your words releasing roundup according to this according to the simple to understand manufacturer's instructions is easy to do but it sets in motion a difficult to understand and highly complex chain of events let the holy spirit help you here releasing roundup according to the simple to understand manufacturer's instructions is easy to do but it sets in motion a difficult to understand and highly complex chain of events. Releasing faith according to the the simple to understand manufacturer's instructions is easy to do, but it sets in motion a difficult to understand and highly complex chain of events. On the one hand, you have the amazing power and complexities of faith, while on the other hand, the ease and simplicity of releasing and setting it in motion it's all good news but here's some really good news I don't have to know how roundup works for it to work for me and I don't have to know how faith works for it to work for me either but this is where again a lot of people get stuck because they can't see how they don't know how how is it gonna happen how does that work how is this healing going to take place? How is this money going to come? How are these hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt going to be paid? How is this going to... How, 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 I do not have to know how faith works for it to work for me. Trying to figure out how faith works will pull you out of your heart and into your head, which is a critical mistake when it comes to to releasing faith. Rarely do I do this, but I wanna give you a sample of the conversation me and Father had about this, okay? Father, I said, this is complicated to explain. He said, it is complicated to, exp- it is complicated to explain how it works, but easy to explain how to work it. You following this now? I mean, I can look like somebody with a PhD in agriculture. With my tank sprayer on my back. Man, I can just be annihilating weeds, right? I have no idea what's causing them weeds to die. But I don't have to be a biochemical engineer to release a substance and receive a result. And for that matter, other than it being God's eternal power, what else? In other words, it's it's not just complicated to explain how it works, it's impossible for for the mind to understand how it works. Complicated to explain how it works, but easy to explain how to work it. Yes, no, maybe. Y'all picking this up? Y'all figuring this out? Y'all hearing me? All right. Okay. Let me keep. Let me stay focused. What time is it? Very complicated and multiple biochemical processes involved with Roundup, but very simple to point and pull the trigger. That is the point of faith that gives us simple access to the eternal and complex power that created the universe. Now. You release Roundup by pointing the nozzle, pulling the trigger, and releasing the liquid substance from the bottle. You release faith by believing in your heart and confessing with the nozzle of your mouth, pointing your words at the math. <laughs> Listen, I got, y'all gonna have to just bear with me, okay? I have, I have proof read until... Help me, Jesus. There's a saying that, that goes something like this. I've, I understand that I've butchered it, but the, the man who has himself for an attorney has a fool for an attorney. nor hired an attorney, right? I think it's true about the man who tries to edit his own book, right, has a fool for an editor, okay? So, so we're hiring an editor, I promise you, okay? But anyway, that's, it's like I'm just on you know, edge about, obviously mouth pointing is not one word, okay? All right, amen. <laughs> you release faith by believing in your heart and confessing with a nozzle of your mouth, comma, pointing your words at the problem and releasing the spiritual substance of faith from your heart. That's an important one right there. Remember all those different people that Jesus said, your faith, your faith, your faith, your faith made you whole. Right? The force of faith, the substance of faith produced results in their lives. All right, so here we go. The The results Roundup produces are not immediately visible, the results faith produces are not immediately visible. Once Roundup is released, I become confident in the results even though I cannot see them. This is huge right here. Once faith is released, I become confident in the results even though I cannot see them. If you believe you received, you will receive what you believed. Now watch this. After spraying the poison ivy with Roundup, would I be out of line to tell Pam, I just killed the poison ivy out back by the fence? I be out of line at all. Right? What you been doing, honey? I just killed the poison ivy out back by the fence. Would I be out of line for saying that I did that even if it still appears to be very much alive? You lied, Pastor Moore. You told your wife you killed that poison ivy out by the back fence. Look at it. It's as green as anything out here. See, whoever said that don't realize I done released something on that poison ivy, right? It didn't just kill it. It killed it. I mean, it's, it killed it. You know what I'm saying? Would I be out of line to tell her if you water your flowers back there, don't unspray my Roundup before it finishes doing its job? Don't go wash my faith, I mean my Roundup, off that poison ivy. Let me personalize this. Was I out of line months ago telling Pam and others that I passed the kidney stone after I released my faith and believe I received healing for that, even though it appeared I hadn't passed it. Did you pick that up right there? Did you pass that kidney stone, Pastor Mark? I passed it, man. I sure did. Praise God. Well, why would you miss class last Sunday morning if you passed it? Why? Why? You, right? <laughs> Amen. You're trying, to wash, you're trying to wash that roundup off my, off my mountain, right? You see? You see how this works, right? I believed I received healing that Sunday night in July. For those of you who do not know, I passed a world record. I don't know if it's a world record or not. Kidney stone Sunday morning after Sunday. I was in this pool, I thought for the first time in, I don't know, however many decades of preaching, I thought I'm standing here and I'm preaching. I listened to the sermon. I could not tell it, right, but I'm sitting here thinking, I'm thinking I have to send these people home. I'm, I praise God, Holy Spirit, you know. And then all, a lot of folks went in prayer after something, we, Pam and I, we just kept on praying for them, right? And I'm like, y'all think have to pray for me, right? And finally, I just told somebody, I said, excuse me. And so I took off to the bathroom. It sounded like a steel ball bearing hit that urinal. I am, I am not kidding you, lemon seed with barbs on it. Are you hearing me? Praise God. Amen. I received what I believed in July. Amen. Amen. All right. So, was I out of line not letting anyone entice me into unsaying the faith I released by saying things contrary to what I believed I received months ago? Was I out of line by not accepting for myself the horror stories some told me of kidney stones, ultrasounds, surgery, emergency room visits, and eventual need for morphine? Had everybody speaking that on me. I say everybody. A lot of people speaking that on me. You're not going to the doctor? Already been. Oh, really? Who'd you go see? I see Jesus. No, I mean, are you going like to a doctor? Doctor? <laughs> right? If, if neither one of those begin with a capital D, then no. You hear me? Amen. Because Dr. Jesus is. Are you hearing me? Praise God. This is this making sense to you? I'll finish right here, and I know I'm out of time. But let's do this. Romans 4, verses 16 through 18. Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. We'll come back to that next Wednesday night. Verse 17, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. How many children did Abraham have when Father God said, I've made you a father of many nations? Zero, right? In the presence of him whom he believed. Notice he didn't say, I will make you. He said, I have made you. He didn't say, I will heal you. He says, I have healed you. He didn't say, I will set you free. He says, you are set free. He didn't say, I will make you rich. He said, you are rich. He didn't say, I will give you the kingdom. He said, I have given you the kingdom. For years, Abraham heard, we'll make. Finally, one day he realized, God didn't say we'll make, have made. If he has made me, this is who I am. If this is who God's made me, this is who I am. So he decided to believe it. When there was no physical evidence that said it was true. In the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls poison ivy dead, even though it appears to be alive, calls things dead which do not exist as though they did. Do you see how telling Pam I killed the poison ivy by the back fence, even though it still looks very much alive, is not lying, but calling results that be not as though they were, based upon the substance I released and now confidently expect? Are you seeing this? What were you doing out there, buddy? I, baby, I, I, I killed that poison ivy by the back fence. Oh, I'm glad I don't want the kids to get into that. Okay, yeah. That poison ivy looks as much alive as it's ever looked. Why am I so confident that it's dead that I told my wife I killed it? Right? It's because I set something in motion that I know is going to produce that result in the future so positive, so certain that it is that I went ahead and told her it was dead. I was calling something that that was not as if it was. Are you seeing this, right? We're understanding faith tonight. Do you see how I released faith by believing and speaking and how doubting and speaking would be the same as unspraying... The Roundup. All right. I, I know. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I praise God. I could, just, I could do this all night. All right. So I asked you last week, I asked you again tonight, and I'm going to ask you at the end again tonight, all right? What is your faith currently working on? Let's go back. We've made this comparison all night. Maybe we've overdone it. If we have, thank you for being patient with me. All right. But made this comparison all night. Faith is a substance that you did not create or produce that someone gave you, capital S, your Heavenly Father. He put that substance in you and gave you instructions on how to activate it and release it. You release it by believing in your heart and then speaking out of your mouth to the mountain, to the tree, to the hurt foot, to the bad hip, to the financial situation. Whatever it is, right? Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. When you do that, you release that force of faith. You release that substance of faith out of you to go and do whatever. Move the mountain, wither up the tree, bring healing to the foot, bring finances to the bank account. Whatever it is, you just release faith. You just sent faith on an assignment. Right? Now, at this point, we'll get there next week. At this point, this is where the confident expectation comes in. This is where the knowing comes in. Knowing why do we know? Why do we have confident expectation? Why do we have hope? Because we believed. Hope has to have a basis. Hope, with no basis, is nothing but wishing. Hoping and praying means we're wishing and praying. Might as well put a rabbit's foot in your pocket while you're at it, right? No, no. We have confident expectation that the poison ivy is gonna die because we released a substance powerful enough to kill it, and it's just a matter of time now. So we believe the healing is coming because we released a substance that we know, a known substance to cause healing. A known substance to cure chronic disease. A known substance that heals terminal illness. We just released it. And now we have hope. <laughs> we have hope because we believed we received. And now we're at rest, confidently expecting. Right? Now the devil's gonna try to get you, he's gonna start bringing people out of the woodwork to tell you. <laughs> My aunt had that same thing, she died. All this stuff, right? No, no. See, listen to, listen to me. That's why you can't go into that probability mode, right? I believe I receive. I believe I receive. See, here's the thing. Other folks can try to unsay your faith, but as long as you don't unsay it, you're all right. You just you, you, you let them say whatever they're going to say. Get away from them if they won't shut up, right? But don't get all in strife with them, arguing with them, all about it. No, no. Just, just sit there and grin. If you can't say it out loud, say it inwardly. I believe I received. I'm healed. I believe I received. I believe I received. I believed I received, and I've received it, and I've received it. I'm gonna believe what I received, and I received what I believe. Praise God! You know, just, I just make a song out of it. You know, what I'm saying. I mean, just you know, Amen. You say, well, they don't understand, Pastor Mark. Well, be thankful you do. You get anything out of this? All right, stand with me. Praise God. Now, you've got some homework. All right? You've got some homework. Let's put that faith into operation. You realize it. it, it if you think raising your hands in church for the first time is hard, y'all try speaking to, a, to your knee. Right? Amen. If you don't have folks around you that believe like that, get off by yourself somewhere. Or maybe just stand up in the middle of them. Just be bold about it. I don't know. Praise God. You let the Lord show you. Amen. Just get up in the middle of a bunch of folks and say, I'm just here to let everybody know I'm healed. Because I believe I received and I released the spiritual substance of faith from my heart, my mouth like a nozzle. Released it on this problem and you just watch it change, praise God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's time for us to get real about this, church. It's time for us to get serious about this. We we, we we got too many things to do, number one. But the devil's winning too many. He's stealing too much from us. We don't know what to do with the faith we've been given. I know this goes against just about every sermon you ever heard on it, even ones that I've preached, but I've said for years there's only one offensive weapon in the, in, in the, in the spiritual armor. You know, that sword, the sword of the spirit, only one offensive weapon. I guess that is kind of sort of true, but if you've ever seen them dudes fight, they had a shield in one hand and a sword in the other and they had run you through with that shield and knocked this dude backwards with that one while he's running this one through, right? That shield, in other words, it wasn't just like they stood like this and you know, fought around it, you know. You see what I'm saying, dude? That shield, man, they had knocked people's brains out with that shield, right? Amen. Shield of faith, quench all the fiery darts. Some of you got hit by some fiery darts this week, right? Stoom! It's like, man, that was a big one there, wasn't it? Praise God. Amen. It It ain't coming through that faith, amen? It ain't coming through. Unless you, let, unless you drop the faith and it's, here I am, devil, take your best shot. No, no, man, we got that shield up. Praise God. Praise God. Father, we love you. And we can say that tonight because you loved us first. And I thank you, Lord, for what you're teaching us. The foolishness of preaching, Father. Bringing your profound eternal wisdom into the hearts of men and women. Father, every man, every woman in this room is such a threat to the powers of darkness. Father, apart from you, we're nothing, but we're not apart from you any longer. We've been made one with you. One with you, Father, now, apart from faith, not much we can do, not much we can get done. But, Lord, with faith, we can move mountains. With faith, we can walk on water. With faith, we can pull gold coins out of fish's mouth. With faith, Father, with faith, we can raise the dead, we can heal the sick, we can cast out devils. With faith, Father, we can walk in everything we became the day we became a new creation in Christ Jesus. Lord, with faith, we can walk in everything we were given the day we became a new creation in Christ Jesus. Father, help us to please you with the faith that you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Shake somebody's hand, hug somebody's neck, love somebody in Jesus. Go in peace, but go in faith. Praise God.